Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. That's exciting. Serious. <laughs> Wonder serious. who did that. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, we are very happy uh, to be here today for today's chat. And I have a really special guest, a very good friend of mine, whose name is Jimmy T, James Meslin, but we call him Jimmy T. Yep. Uh, Jimmy T actually uh, has been with us for quite a while. We will talk about that. He has recorded Dream Theater albums. He's recorded Liquid Tension, and he's only 16 years old. No, <laughs> Turning 16. <laughs> Turning 16. Yeah. Um, done amazing things. Uh, we met Jimmy T when he was an assistant at Cove Studios out on Long Island, and he's been with us ever since. At this point, he's an integral part of the Dream Theater family, wow. probably even closer than he ever wanted to be. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, here. Yes. Yeah, so, um, but we love him and he is here and he is now a dad as well. We will tell you about that. Uh, very interesting <laughs> turn of events also, because it's even yeah. more crazy than you think. And uh, we have a lot to talk about because uh, we have life in the studio. Uh, we have life on the road. He knows things about being on the road that I don't because he travels with the crew. And some of those things I have to uh, make sure to close my eyes for. But <laughs> there's a whole life that the crew has that I don't know a whole lot about. But I swear one of these days I will come on the crew bus and uh, see oh, for myself man. what all the, uh, the rumors are about. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jimmy T. Hello, Jimmy T. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Absolutely. I'm back in uh, DTHQ. It's like I never left. That's right. So uh, what's in the background is the control station. Uh, Jimmy T's control station when he's recording everything. Basically, mm -hmm. we have a nice room there, and uh, you know we have another uh, live room as well where we do our where we do all the playing, and uh, yeah, and you, I guess you you sleep there and everything, right? It's you don't go home. Not do much you? sleeping, but all hours of the day, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean one of the crazy things is that let's see, starting with uh, John Petrucci's solo album. Yeah. Right. That went directly the, uh, into Liquid Tension, which went directly uh, into somewhat, somewhat. There was there's a, one lapse in there. Um, so John's record started in March when the pandemic really set upon mm -hmm. us, mm -hmm. which butted right up to, I guess, the first layer of the uh, Distant Memories production. So I was waiting for a video edit oh, on that right. to come in so I can start. Uh, mixing the audio against their 
their close to final, I, somewhat rough but close to final video cut um, mixed t- to that, and then put that on pause to do LTE, yeah. and then once the, that was delivered for mix, went back to distant memories for finalizing. Well, there's no shortage of work. No. <laughs> That's the good thing about Dream Theater and uh, right, right. all involved. Yeah. All gears are always firing. So. Right. It's just a lack of time to do everything that needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Well, that's why uh, there's day daytime sessions and there's also uh, nighttime sessions. And sometimes right. they uh, just kind of roll one into another. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, just to, for some perspective, like when we're recording an album, I mean, there's a time period when we're all together in the studio. And of course, you know, Jimmy T is there. And, and then after we're done writing, then basically what happens is the you know the band goes home and somebody stays and they're doing their tracks you know and then we take turns so like uh i don't know mike mangini goes first and then either one of the johns goes next and the moral of the story is there are breaks for us but uh but jimmy t is always working i always know where to find him (laughs) right yep call him on the hotline (laughs) <laughs> right in front, yeah, right in front of the rig, and usually the files are right there, ready right. to go if we need to talk about them. Right. Most of the time, sometimes yeah. I try and stop off at home. Right, right. <laughs> so um, yeah, so total a total whirlwind, and you know, um, I mean, we have so much to talk about. One of the things that's interesting to talk about is when I heard John Petrucci's solo guitar album, Terminal Velocity. I really thought that that had like the most incredible guitar. I mean, it has one of the most incredible guitar sounds. You guys like up the bar with the way that guitar sounds. Wow. It's like It's like a, I, I describe it as the, like the lead tone is a speeding bullet, like just really pure, just right at you, but it's really pure. And, uh, and then, you know, we went into these other projects and when we were doing Liquid Tension, I was like, wait a minute. This guitar sound is even better than the other one. And now we're doing Dream Theater, which we'll talk about later. And mm-hmm. the sound is, I think, a step up. I, What's I, going on? Yeah, I'd say, that, <laughs> I'd say that one is definitely top notch right there. That the, the fun thing about working in this studio, DTHQ, but really just the uh, consistency of having a room that's not changing uh, for an engineer or just a mixer or anyone is you can start to take chances more heavily because you understand the nuances of what you're hearing and what you're using. Um, There are a lot of people who build their careers bouncing around to major studios or small studios and it's great. And you can get, you can walk away with great sounds, but there is this element of learning the speaker and the room every time. Like uh, when we did uh, distance over time, that was the case. There's certain shapes and, and techniques you use that don't change, but when you really know what you're getting, you can really commit on the way in, and then that just translates all the way down through final mix. So that's what's, yeah. I, I think yeah. that's the arc of what's happened. Yeah, I mean, I, one of the things when people ask me about how I feel about what, what we've been doing lately, let's say like liquid tension, I always say that it seems to me like we're the kind of people, the kind of group that really learns a lot from everywhere we've been. So every time we do a record, we're able to go, you know what, 
that was fine. But now we learned on the last go round that if we did this, this and this or tried this, then we can step it up. So right. it kind of yeah. has the end result that the albums keep sounding better, which is, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. For some bands, it does. It's not like that. Maybe mm-hmm. call it a lack of sensitivity or they don't, you know, they're not looking at it the same way. But I really feel like in our organization, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. And I think um, a big part of that is not wanting to get too comfortable, wanting to explore new things. Like you, you talked about John's sound and it, it getting better. We didn't use the same microphones every time. We didn't mm. use the same approach every time. It it changed. We learned new ways. We made comments. Sometimes we reverted certain elements of it. Um, and that goes for everyone in Dream Theater. I mean, the, the way we went about doing LTE was obviously different than the way we went about doing the Dream Theater record when it came to the keyboard world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot more conversation. And it's fun not to be safe, you know, to, to go, wow, this might not be by the book, but all of a sudden you get really unique sounds that are different. Right, right. And I think different plays into a factor of being better. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that, that's interesting for us is like, you know, doing the LTE album, we were all together, we recorded it all there. And then for the keyboard parts, I did that all at, all at home, right? Which was really fun for me. And then later on, we're going to talk about what it was like doing the Dream Theater parts, because I was like, you know, at first I was like, you know, all my stuff, maybe I should sit in front of my computer and do it. And, you know, it's 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 mm-hmm. crazy what we do with all that yeah. MIDI and all the things. But finally, yeah. uh, kind of decided, you know what, let's let's do it together. Let's go in there. And so that was a whole experience, which uh, is uh, yeah. something that we, we we will definitely get into. I think that people will be really interested to learn a little bit about your life on the road. With okay. Dream Theater. Yeah, All maybe right. you can give us a little background and, you know, sure. just, we'll start sure. wherever you want well, to begin. Um, in fairness, I did not come up uh, as a live sound guy, you know, outside of a couple like gigs, club gigs, things like that. It was always studio. Um, that's where I cut my teeth and kind of where I always had the idea of where I'd be. Uh, but you guys gave me the opportunity to go out on a world tour after The Astonishing. And that's because of how large that studio session got and working with uh, David Campbell for the orchestration. There was a lot of that that you guys wanted to carry with you because Mm -hmm. that was real strength, real choir, really done up. And the whole show was done differently than a traditional Dream Theater rock show where it had the visuals, things were very locked um as far as the video goes the lighting goes so bringing out a playback system to time code these layers so that as you guys performed the correct sample of a uh of a string section would be with it or the video would be in time with the band and things like that that kind of became my job and I was once again living on Pro Tools. We carried Pro Tools playback systems to, to run time code for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of tr- like started to move me into more of understanding the gist of live sound on a larger scale. So doing kind of like setting out the monitors and working alongside uh, the stage left guys, 
Stu Wilson was mixing monitors at the time. Oh, it was yeah. amazing. My buddy Stu. Ed Hammond. Yeah, Ed Hammond, <laughs> who's a near and dear friend of mine. Um, we were five five guy audio crew on that tour. Moving forward, that started to turn into uh, me getting more hands on. Getting it quick because there is a lot that is the same as far as like the tech talk goes. You know, when you're talking about how to cable something, the signal flow of something, and I have the advantage, and I I realize this that I have the advantage of knowing you guys really well on both sides of uh, of kind of your worlds, both the the studio right. and touring. Right. So when I'm out there, and it's like, well, why did my rig sound so good in the studio? <laughs> I, I remember hearing with, that yeah, question. Yeah, I could come with an answer. So that was an advantage that right, I had. Right. Um, and bouncing back and forth, I think that just turned into a really good relationship between all of us that yeah. we there's less question. There's a lot of trust. If I now mixing monitors for you guys, I don't really have to think about what you'll need and why you'll need it. We don't have to have that conversation. You'll always take a drum mix with a little less low end than everyone else. That's right, just right. your vibe it's and it works right. for you. Right. But you right. no longer have to have that conversation with someone because we've worked that out. Right. You know, and that's the, and, totally. and individually across the band, that's kind of where I fit in yeah. because I know what you want to hear, how you want to hear it. And then also I think put a little bit of my personality into that of going, well, it'd be really cool if we did this or with John's rig live, I know, that he's going to want to hear this microphone at on this part of the cabinet because that takes up most of the sound in the studio but it's not practical to carry six microphones on tour we're we're just using two so what's the most <laughs> right. important one of that bunch and that's kind of how i bounce in between and, and switch gears but still staying in the dream theater bubble right well pretty much uh you know you're a good example of coming into a job and making yourself kind of indispensable <laughs> so, wow well that, i mean you that, came in and you just can i a, get that one in writing yeah well i mean you just you know we all get along very well and you do a beautiful job for us so uh you know happy to do so yeah so you you remember when you signed the 20-year contract right right yeah yeah, yeah i have yeah. it right here if you need to see it yeah yeah no problem I, yeah we'll get we it can out. Just get a my lawyer might need to look that one up. <laughs> no problem. We'll do that. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who are uh, joining us through YouTube and Facebook, uh, we actually are going to be closing down the, um, the public sites, those two, uh, in just a minute. But I will tell you that the first, whatever we just spent, uh, you know, almost 15 minutes, will always be available everywhere if you want to see the entire chat and all the crazy things that we're going to get into, you will have to check out my Patreon. The link is right on the screen in front of you. It'll also be available as a podcast entitled Note On. This finally came up with kind of a cool name nice. for the podcast. I like it. And uh, yeah, because I, uh, I want to bring our patrons in and talk all about the Dream Theater stuff and how we recorded the keyboards because uh, that was really, really fun. There's a lot to talk about. So we're going to make the switch. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Definitely check out the Patreon. Remember to support your favorite musicians, especially in this crazy time. And at some point, we will see all of you on the road. Okay, right. so let's switch over.